0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, Chris Rossini, our co-host. Chris, good to see you this morning. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. We have a program that is not unique to what we do here, but something we talk about a lot. It's something, a subject that motivated me to speak out just because I thought it was an important issue. A long time ago, a long time even before... I was in Congress, and that dates back to 1971 with Nixon closing the gold window, putting on tariffs and wage and price controls, and that was the solution uh, to restore us to a free market capitalism because we needed that. Well, we know all about that. And the, the article we're going to talk a bit about is uh, written by a person from uh, gold Switzerland. He's reading uh, he's, uh, he's writing about gold. but what I got fascinated with he, he put tremendous emphasis, on uh, August fifteenth, 1971, and I I was looking at his likely age, and he probably wasn't too much into thinking about that back then, and I think he got involved in some of this gold finances in the 1990s. I said, oh yeah, that's real recent. Yes, it's probably almost 30 years for that. So, but anyway, the the fascination to me was the emphasis on August fifteenth. There are a lot of people recognize that, and they know how significant it was, and how we had capitulated, and it was—it's sort of a uh, an, an accomplishment or an announcement that you know we're bankrupt. We said we would honor the dollar, and there were links to gold up until that time, even though Americans weren't allowed to own gold as 1971 foreigners could. So there were restraints and there was confidence conveyed by that. But finally, we ran out of gold or we were going to run out of gold. So Nixon and uh, I think Kissinger was very much involved, too. They decided that the gold window had to be closed, which was essentially a a bankruptcy uh, because we defaulted. And uh, I can remember a light bulb going on because I had been involved in thinking about this issue probably five to ten years before that when I had discovered Austrian economics and that that to me was something there were very few people I could visit with you know um, there there weren't many people talking but there was there was a group that uh, had 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 knew it was coming and they were the Austrian economists. and that is the reason why I did my best to learn what I could uh, about that. But this was, uh, this was something that uh, the writer of this article really emphasized uh, all about it. And, uh, and because, because it's right, I just want to mention a couple things that he complained about this. Uh, he said, uh, history never lies, but politicians do fail. In a fake system based on false values, lying is considered to be an essential part of political survival. Uh, well, I don't think I'll argue with that. And uh, But then he goes on. He said, let's just look at Nixon's ignorant and irresponsible statements of August 15, 1971, when he took away the gold backing of, of the dollar. Later on, we will show how clear... This, this is, a, this is a, an interesting point we want to talk about. Later on, we will show you how clear-sighted the Chinese leaders were about the des- destiny of the U.S. and its economy, and uh, you know, you better not. I better not say that. You know, I could get canceled because the uh, conventional wisdom is bash China, and uh, I've argued the case that uh, it's misplaced. Yes, they have problems, but uh, it it is misnamed. But uh, one one thing is. Um, they, they, uh, the Chinese took credit for this and said that they um, uh, knew this was coming and it was proof that capitalism didn't work because of this failure and they're bankrupt and all. And, and, I, ob- and I object to that because it, we, we weren't having capitalism then. Uh, we never had it purely spoken. But over the years, we did, uh, until that bankruptcy, there was some link to capitalism, free markets, interest rates—it uh, got much worse, of course, once they uh, established the Federal Reserve system that regulated uh, the whole economy and especially uh, the in- interest rates. But the People's Daily, back in 1971, had a statement that tells you how the how the uh, Chinese responded. These unpopular measures reflect the seriousness of the U.S. economic crisis and the decay and decline of uh, the entire capitalist system. Well, you, you know, and, and all the things that are going on now, uh, you, you know, uh, we, I agree with a lot of that, but, but that's not capitalism. You know, it was the, it was the falsehoods, it, it was the deceptions, it was the cheating, it was the counterfeiting of the dollar. But uh, for political reasons or maybe out of ignorance, back then in 1971, the Chinese, see, their system uh, doesn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work because for 10 years before that, I had been reading uh, from the free market economists and, and uh, the Austrians, and they said, it's coming, it's coming. And and sure enough, it did. So I I always, um, you know, admired the fact that uh, in this article in particular, brought about the significance of that. Someday it'll even be of a greater significance in in monetary history, but right now it's growing and growing. And uh, all the predictions going on are not strange to the people uh, that are looking at the market. For instance, uh, as a short time before we started the program, I think I glanced at the screen. It said gold was up $22. People say, what, what, how would that happen? And, uh, and, you know, if you understand it, you say, why wasn't it $32? Because we have abused it so badly and it ends up with, uh, you know, a challenge to peace and prosperity and the counterfeiting of of money.
1: Chris? Yes, Dr. Paul. And... uh we do live in a with a uh, counterfeit economy and uh, our story today with the chinese and gold and even the russians are big buyers and holders of gold you know they fit into this bigger picture that uh, you know for many decades and now, even today slowly and steadily from my vantage point it looks like we're moving towards a multipolar world where there's not just one superpower that dominates the world and that unfortunately has been the policy of the United States with the Brzezinski Doctrine, the Wolfowitz Doctrine that nobody can challenge the United States and it doesn't seem to be going so well because now we're butting up against the big boys and the big boys are Russia and China and from their vantage point they are stocking up on gold meanwhile we are blowing everything with debts that we cannot pay that someday will have to be addressed. And we certainly will not have the upper hand when that is addressed. But it also uh, is a part of weapons. They are both nuclear powers. They have very powerful weapons. They can hurt us here in the United States. Uh, uh, And also uh, with relationships. We go around. We've destroyed many countries. Uh, we, We lost Iraq, Syria, Assad must go that didn't happen. Ukraine, that didn't happen. You know, our government should not be doing any of this. We speak out against this, but it's so tempting to want to dominate the world that your voice gets drowned out, especially by the media, uh, who is very pro empire. Uh, so, but you know, we're now hitting the wall over and over with Russia and China. And, you know, I think most Americans don't realize this We we live our lives daily we don't realize what our government is doing out there trying to take over everything you know it's bad and it's now coming back to hurt us with inflation with poverty rising with everything's unaffordable the american dream is gone suicides are at a record high this is how it comes back if we could just stop with this crazy idea of running the world our country would be much much better right And, you know, the emphasis, of course, as you uh,
0: imply, uh, it's the way they fight wars that shouldn't be fought. And uh, it does lead to bankruptcy just because more people spend it and the distortion. So the country becomes bankrupt. That's why I. Uh, they, they admitted back in 1971 that this is the sign that we are bankrupt, but it's going to keep getting worse. Now, since that time, uh, goldswitzerland.com, in this article we're looking at, uh, quotes the suspension of the convertibility of the dollar in 1971 is still in effect 52 years later. As the dollar has declined by almost 99% since 1971, the strength of the economy is also declining fast, and also, and also, and although using that fiat money as the measure hides the truth. There's a lot of hiding in fiction because people don't think of that because they go from this moment, how much is it going to cost? And it, it so distorts uh, politics. And that's why I think the education is critical because when people are hurting, and the innocent people get hurt. The people who didn't benefit from all the inflation, like the banks and the big corporations and the military industrial complex and the pharmaceutical companies, the people don't understand that, but they get the bill, and the bill is the inflation tax. So prices go up. The very wealthy who made a lot of money with, with this gimmick, you know, they don't, they don't care about what the price of bread is. Eventually, they, they will have to care because this usually, usually leads to uh, more, more chaos. And I want to use this just as a point of the reasons that uh, we uh, uh, you, you know, partner uh, with Birch Gold because birch gold's been around a bit and uh the problem's been around a lot i started my interest back in uh or before 1971 and it was that incident in 1971 that motivated me to speak out and then uh surprising to me that they go to congress over that is it's it's a big it's a big issue so this is a this is the reason why uh we see this i find it fascinating economically, fascinating educationally, and politically for wars and, and all, the, all the tragedies. But uh, really, a lot of people can and should. It's, you know, they say, well, you gotta protect yourself. How do you protect yourself? They're destroying the value of money. Now, that's a real question. And somebody says, well, that's just being selfish. No, it's a self-interest, and that's fine. And uh, people have done it for a long time, but more and more people are doing this. Now, uh, uh, you know, Birch Gold has been doing this and and advising and guiding people on how to buy gold and understand what the system is. Uh, So that is the reason that we work with with uh, Birch Gold. And uh, they uh, they were one of the early ones to talk about seeing how you get your gold into a pension fund, a retirement account because uh, otherwise it gets complicated. So right now there are some complications, so a little bit of help getting through the tax code and everything else is important, but uh, this is the reason how, how we advise people to get started if they say, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about and I've never thought about it, but I see you tell me gold's going up and it is a protection never a magic never 100% but it's the best we can for the individual to protect themselves so i think this is important so if you want to get a little bit of a follow up uh you can text uh you know uh, birch by doing this text uh, ron at 989898 98 98. and uh this will get you uh, t- t- in touch with Birch Gold and they will send you materials, some explanatory materials to tell you how to get involved. And I think any information you get is of value. And I think find it fascinating. I still uh, I'm still fascinated with all the news. And we have to be a bit, uh, you know, looking. At what did the Fed say yesterday? And why did they change their mind today? And why did that change about a trillion dollars in the financial market? It's t- totally obscene what happens and the power and the influence it has. So it, it would be to your advantage to get the advantage, if you're not involved, is to get uh, in touch with Birch Gold, and that is Ron989898. And Chris, we want to go ahead and talk a little bit more about this because. Uh, I think uh, this whole problem is going to be around for, for a while. And uh, it's it's such a, to me, it's a moral issue, it's theft, it's, and counterfeit is a good description of what happened. But, you know, uh, there are people in Washington that break the rules and some of them go to prison and that's right, they should, they should. Well, when you think of the big things, taking our government and our people to war in an unconstitutional fashion to protect the special interest, that is obscene. In the same way, monetarily, uh, just just think of the people who do benefit from that and who control it. That is why there were even a lot of people that were available that understood, you know, the institution, uh, the, the instituting of, of, the, uh, of the Federal Reserve uh, back in 1913. And... Uh, but they did something there. I think it was Christmas Eve or the day before that they slipped it through when everybody had left town and get that bill passed. So it was started with the seed from the very beginning. And this to me is so important that there is an understanding. So I think it's very important people do their best to protect themselves. And there's different ways of doing it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's not only just one way. But, uh, you know, just owning and paying for your house, that's, that's one way people protect themselves to some degree. So that, that is important. But uh, eventually, though, uh, the biggest issue that has to be faced, because we can do all those things, but governments are obscene. And when you think about it, well, would go- the government, government ever come along and steal your gold if you were staving gold? Well, they did it already, and it a long time ago. Uh, and uh, the p- people didn't f- fuss with it. 19- 1933, uh, uh, Roosevelt, as soon as he gets in office, he confiscates the gold. At twenty dollars an ounce, and then he re uh, he revalues at thirty-five dollars an ounce. And guess who benefits from that markup? The, the government, so that they could, uh, you know, inflate at will for all the n- nonsense that they want to get involved with. So it, uh, it it's been going on a long time, and that's why that's why uh, you can't know exactly what will happen. But the governments will not ignore what is happening today, because uh, you know if. Uh, if if people are protecting and actually an answer to the fiat money, then the government is not going to like that. So that that's a big burden, but it's also part of the system. And it's also part of human nature and how it's been going on for thousands of years, how there are some people who are evil and mischievous, and they'll steal and rob. And and the destruction and the manipulation of monetary policy has been known for a long, long time. And so they're going to continue to do that. So, I, of course, I fight for sound money and getting the government out of the way and make them quit doing the things they, they are doing. But still, we all should participate in working for a free society with that sound money. The founders gave us sound money then in the Federal Reserve we got to the point where they finally destroyed any semblance of trying to keep our dollar related to gold.
1: Chris? Right, Dr. Paul, and you mentioned, you know, the fear that, oh, well, the government will take my gold. Well, the government is taking your dollars so i personally don't think that americans america is the same as 1933 the, there was a lot more trust in government in 1933 unfortunately the trust led to a lot of bad things uh than today and uh so they're already taking your dollars and you may think no th- i go to my bank account and it's the same i don't see any dollars missing no they don't take the amount but what those dollars buy you know now you're buying a lot less you, even though you have the same amount and that's because they're destroying the value of the dollar so they're already stealing from you right now so if you're worried about them stealing gold they can't counterfeit gold okay so there's that and i also wanted to bring up president biden one of his tweets you know of course politicians never blame themselves so they have to blame someone else for the inflation and uh, his tweet was funny he says let me be clear And you know whenever they start with let me be clear get ready (laughs) because they're about to snow you so he says let me be clear to any corporation that hasn't brought prices back down even as inflation has come down it's time to stop the price gouging give americans consumers a break now this is such deception inflation is not down inflation is still up it's just less than several months ago but it's still rising prices are still rising. It's, uh, it's the same as when government uh, spends more one year over the previous year, but if it's a less percentage, they call it a cut. They're cutting and everything is gonna fall apart, but they're still spending more. So it's the same thing with inflation. That's how they deceive you. And I feel bad, uh, even though they are on the, the, uh, the rotten end of the stick for the businesses that create products because they have to adapt they their their prices are also rising and they have to they their consumers <laughs> expect to pay relatively the same thing so what are they supposed to do and that's why we see shrinkflation you see the package gets a little bit smaller but the price when you go to the store is still the same so you feel like you're and they really have that's their option because they can't go to everybody and and teach everybody economics and say you know this is why we're doing this we're getting squeezed we have to stay in business, we have to stay profitable to stay in business. They can't go and explain to everybody, but consumers are still upset And because you could see it. I see it when I go to the store, you're getting less, but paying the same amount that you did before. But you know you're getting less and it's easy to just blame. Oh, It's the company, it's the company. And that's what Biden is doing here. He's trying to blame them, but it's the Bidens. It's the Trump's, it's the Obama's, it's all of them. That spend trillions and trillions of dollars that they do not have that the Federal Reserve prints and that's why the dollar loses its value continually but they will never point the fingers at themselves which is where it belongs.
0: Very well, you said it so well that you have proven that there's nothing complex about this if you know <laughs> if you know the motivations of those people in charge. But we have to keep uh, keep a, our fight up against the people who would do it nevertheless, because people have been destroying the value of money, you know, for a long period of time. I'm going to read a couple headlines to show where the chaos is and and what to do about because the stocks are doing very well right now. I don't know about this minute, But last week, you know, they were doing very well. And I've been asked, well, isn't that protecting against uh, inflation? They print too much money and maybe it is a bit of malinvestment and they buy these stocks and they go up and they look at their portfolio and they're doing pretty well. And to some degree, uh, that is true. And some very, very good companies probably will survive and there'll be a little bit of protection. But most people who think about uh, hard money and and investments against uh, runaway inflation don't depend on on the stock market but uh this this uh, past week uh it was at a point where it was looked looked pretty good to be in stocks here uh i had uh, the nasdaq in this past month uh advanced 10.7 percent not not too bad but uh the, the big problem, though, is if there's a crack-up boom, which this could be part of, they could skyrocket even higher and then they'll either disappear in value in, in real terms uh, because the dollar isn't buying anything uh, or those, those things uh, crash. So with the crack-up boom, when everything is in shambles, that's when it's very important to understand the precious metals. Here's another one. Dow jumps 500 points uh, to a new 20 high this, this third past Thursday. And uh, it was an 8%, 8% increase uh, in, in uh, November. Another one, uh, the uh, – uh, uh, oh, I know. Here's one that bugs me because I've been watching – and trying to keep up with uh, Larry Fink and and BlackRock uh, because they're radical leftist environmentalists, but they also know how to work with the government and they can also blackmail people into doing whatever they want because uh, your line of credit is always going to be challenged if you don't promote the social policies that you want. But uh, there, there were some reports that maybe some of their stocks aren't doing so well, which on long term, they're not going to do well because they're investing in things for the wrong reason. But here, here's an article just recently, November 29th. BlackRock's plan for additional $4 trillion in climate investment. Boy, because they've been so successful and everything, I guess people are going to jump on that. But no, it's just typical stuff. And to me, that would involve malinvestment. But to depend on that kind of an investment, uh, even if it looks like so far some people are doing better than they did a year ago, uh, that is not an indication that if a year from now uh, there's a lot more problems. And... uh, and here, here's another article that indicate the chaos that we're living with right uh, at this m- present moment what happens when millions of renters can no longer afford high rents and move back home well I, I'll tell you what there's there's going to be a crash in the housing market there's one of those once before it was vicious in 2008, 8 and that and and because uh, interest rates went down to zero percent, you can imagine they were back doing the same thing, uh, even going doing QE when they were buying up all these mortgages. Uh, it's just you know tiding it over, pretending it's wealth, and the people have have, have nothing else to do, so they they take the money, and, and even though they may, might have bought their houses at zero percent, they they uh, they they can't afford it because uh, you know when when people were buying, that probably was above market value. But it's, to me, just another sign of how disruptive this system is and why the crack-up boom that Mises talks about is coming. And that's when everybody gets out of dollars and you have no idea what they're going to put it in or when, because one day it would be one thing and then it shifts to another. But it's not a good sign. And then there's not going to be a vote on, should we have reform of the monetary system? No, the market will work it out and decide when there has to be monetary reform. That's why we're seeing that already. And that's why people are getting pretty nervous.
1: Chris? Fantastic. Dr. Paul, I will finish up with my closing thoughts. Uh, Yeah, counterfeit money did this to us. Um, No one should ever have the power to counterfeit. And our government doesn't have the power to counterfeit, Uh, but they are slick. They found the workaround, and they just off uh, outsourced it to the private Fed. Uh, they'll do it, and it's you know we're we're not we're not counterfeiting. They're they're the ones that are doing it, and you could relate it to something we just went through uh, with the censorship and Twitter. Government says we're we we were not doing it. It was the private Twitter. They were the ones. And meanwhile, in the background, the government's you know all these people are getting canceled, and nobody, I'm sure, expected Elon Musk to show with the Twitter files, what was going on behind the scenes. So it was outsourced and that's how they, uh, you know, can pull it off and say, we're not doing it. The private company is doing it. So it's the same thing with counterfeiting money. We're not doing it. The Fed is counterfeiting money. It really doesn't matter uh, how it's being done, it's being done. And it's a recipe for the most arrogant government you could imagine. If you could, pr- if, I mean, nobody should print money, but especially not the government. I mean, they will think that they can take over the world, that they could, uh, you know, give money to everybody. Everything should be free. You know, it's it's what we have today. And it all stems from that. And the only way to stop this is, A, they're going to bankrupt themselves. But if there's a way to head it off ahead of time before they create such crazy economic damage, it's to start moving to sound money. And that's the only thing that can help us something that cannot be counterfeited. That's what the Constitution says. Only gold and silver, uh, but they ignore it. That wasn't amended. You're supposed to amend the Constitution. They, they just totally flat out ignored it. Gave the Fed a monopoly to print dollars, and here we are today, and we're suffering because of it. So that's the goal, to get to sound money. We must have something that nobody, especially the politicians, have the ability to counterfeit.
0: Very good. You know. Uh, I like to look at the charts and the gold and silver and stocks and everything else, but there's a limit to how charts uh, predict the future. They usually don't. Uh, They usually tell you about the past, but sometimes you can get some hints and people believe that they can watch out and anticipate. But I want to just talk for a minute because I usually don't talk about the charts on gold, but uh, you know, in 2011, Gold went up for the first time to $1,800 after after it had lingered for a long time. At the beginning of this century, it was at $270 an ounce. Can you believe that? But by time, by uh, January of 2011, uh, it was up to $1,800, and then there was a correction from 2011 to 2016. It went down, and so it was two. It was a significant amount. So there's there's no. Uh, Easy way if if you think you're going to make a quick buck because some of this is unpredictable and even the Fed saying one word or two you know can change the short run they can't change the long run though, but so in two two thousand it was a thousand dollars it was uh, eighteen hundred dollars by two thousand sixteen in January it was uh, it was down to uh, it was it was it was down to, uh, uh, 16, went to 2000, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, a- 1800. Uh, and, and, uh, today's phase, it is 216. It was, uh, it went down to a, th- a, thou- a thousand, dollars. And, uh, now it's, now is, uh, re- recovered from a thousand dollars. So January in 2016, uh, there, there was uh, 1800 and it went down to a thousand dollars. Now it has essentially doubled that. It's up to two thousand dollars, and in my mind, because if you look at the way the gold does, sometimes it stays negative for much longer than it's supposed to. It sometimes it's you know overbought and it goes higher and lasts for too long, and everybody pretends they know the future. But here in 2000 it, by by 2016, uh, you, you know it was a thousand dollars. And uh, it it is now two thousand dollars. I I in my mind I date two thousand sixteen, as the beginning of a long run because when you look at some of these charts, about once gold gets moving and there's momentum, it uh, it goes much further because uh, you know I think it went, when it was thirty five dollars an ounce artificially and then the gold window was closed, and the gold was legalized, it went It went up to $800. And that was uh, like 58 times the normal pr- or the, the original price. And, uh, and now this has doubled it. According to what happens in some of these bull runs with gold is is a lot more than doubling, you know, but it also goes down more than doubling too. So this, but I, I just think, that January 6, January 2016, will be looked back on as the time uh, a big, big run was going to occur in gold and uh and the more we read about the collapse of the economic system and the need for more printing money and the deficits, i think debt is uh is a good uh indicator that tells you what kind of pressure will be put on the fed uh to to print but uh so I, I if if this is anywhere close to what i think about gold can go up several times which would still be a lot less than it did on the other time of gold runs, especially that first one when it went up 50-fold. But if it goes up two or three times, it's huge. But uh, and then if if the whole system comes crashing down, though, uh, it's uh, the charts don't mean anything because you lost your you lost your ruler, you lost your measuring you lost the the key value, and uh, and that's a unit of account. Uh, It'll be a hard time to find out what the next unit of account will be, but I'll tell you one thing, history will always defend a a unit of account as being gold. They've done it for 5,000 years, and that's what they have to go back to, but it's going to be a rocky road. To get back to that. So anyway, I think uh, the monetary system gives you a lot of information. It's fascinating. It tells you a lot about human nature. It also tells you about the very evilness in people that want to have a free ride at the expense of the middle class and the poor because when you inflate, uh, you're taxing the poor and the rich are getting richer and that's why we end up with political chaos and this bankruptcy has a long way to do before it's over. We're going to do our very best to expose the culprits that have run this and, uh, and, and get people to try to get protected the best they can. And uh, in the meantime, it doesn't mean that it's inevitable that we have to live like this forever. If we do the right thing, really, if we did the right thing, there would be some pain with it. And if you just took your hands on and let people take care of things, it would last about a year. What if you could work and you didn't have any forms to fill out, you didn't have any regulations, you didn't have any taxes to pay? Uh, people would go back to work. No welfare, though. People would go back to work. You mean I can go out and work and I don't have to do all this thing? Yeah, it would be pretty nice. That, so the solution is not difficulty, it's not complicated, but it's politically resisted by the powerful elite. And that's where our problem is.